4: listen to the deal
1: listen to the deal on spotify
4: woo wings a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself the nature boy rick flair enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your uber eats or postmates app woo wings is now open in nashville San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama with many more locations coming soon try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16 time world heavyweight champion tell them Nate Wings! Legendary Flavors World Championship Wings Woo! Woo Wings! Yeah! Woo Woo! (laughs) Woo!
2: Jim Crockett, for Arcade, 605
4: NWA, TV title, Cajun on The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin,
2: Bogey, Magnum, Dusty,
4: Express, Tag Team, Turner, Barden, Mid-South Joy, World Championship Wrestling,
2: Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions, Tony and thought they win, look, Shivani's back
4: again, World Title Split Off, Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order and the Crow, Under Russo, our cat champ, Vinnie simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long time not to laugh, lowest rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's a good looking man. One like Bill, make a chair, come over here.
0: Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to what happened when, with the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone, Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? If you're
6: watching on video, you need to put a little light behind you. I can't see all your, uh, great, uh, your great belts
0: and everything. Ta-da. Of course we're yeah, taping uh, this in the middle of the night and, uh, <laughs> it's so pitch black here in Alabama. But you know what? I'm cool with it because, uh, I'm having a lot of fun talking about the good old days of professional wrestling. And today is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good talking mm. about 1987 Jim Crockett promotions. How about that? That's pretty cool.
6: Uh, first of all, though, it's been a minute since you and I really have talked because, uh, because we had uh, top guy weekend and then we put, uh, the, uh, the Mongo. Money for Mongo on our, our podcast a week ago because, uh, we were kind of tied up, but it's good, uh, connect you with you again, good talking to you, good talking to all the fans again, and good talking to all of our friends again, because it's, it's very apparent from top guy weekend. We still have a lot of friends out there and I, I like to consider our top guys more than just quote unquote fans. Right. Yeah. I like to consider them friends and they're part of what of we're thing. doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there, There it was there. We had it. It was great.
0: It was great. Chicago was a lot of fun. And hopefully everybody's geared up for tonight. Uh, I don't know if you've been living under a rock or whatever. And I know that everybody's been, it's been more in fashion to talk about the dirt as Jim Ross would talk about, but tonight, buddy, it's like a damn pay-per-view for free on TBS. Uh, I'm pretty fired up about it. AEW has put together quite a card over 15,000 people going to be present for what uh, a lot of people are pretty pumped up about arthur ash stadium what a spectacle what an opportunity and it's going down as you're listening to this tonight free on tbs so a pay-per-view worthy card on absolute free tv it harkens back to the good old days of uh clash of the champions a little bit does it not
6: yeah you're right that, that's a good uh that's a good analogy i i really think that's that's what it kind of harkens back to and we are going to I don't want to sit right here and, and promote, uh, just do a bunch of promotions because that's what I do for a living.
0: Well, I did it. I mean, listen, I brought it up. I'm just as yep. a wrestling fan, pretty excited about, you know, what yep. you guys are doing on a, a regular TV show. It's free, right. but it's positioned as much more than that. And, and I'm pumped for it.
6: We also have a, uh, two hour, uh, rampage that we're going to record. So this week rampage will be two hours as well. So there's, there's a lot going on, a lot of title matches, uh, and a lot of, uh, a lot of good things going on. Really, we have a lot of really talented kids. Yes. We really do. And uh, we're also, uh, we've are also, we also, I think, uh, made uh, are making a few stars as well. I think uh, the acclaimed have become uh, pretty big stars oh, over yeah. the last couple of years.
0: Homegrown, and, baby.
6: Homegrown. And, uh, and by God, they are with one of my favorite people to work with of all time, and that is uh, Billy Gunn. Didn't know Billy. Didn't really work with Billy at all. Right. Cause he was in the WWE and I was in the right. ECW. Right. Uh, but being able to work with him, he's a lot of fun. Uh, his kids are becoming homegrown stars as well. Uh, and, uh, that's good. So all, everything's good. Uh, New York city, Arthur Ashe stadium is going to be a big event. So there you go.
0: Where are you at on uh Sizzle Me, daddy? Uh, I'm for it. I'm for it.
6: Yeah. It, it's funny. It's, it's, it's gotten, it's, uh, as we say, gotten over, right?
0: Yeah, yes. It has. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. So do you ever break out in song with it
2: around the house? Scissor me daddy. Scissor me daddy. Scissor me daddy.
6: Scissor me de- No,
0: I haven't. Well, I in thought you now. would at least do it. in you know, the way they do it, like the soccer chant. Oh, scissor me daddy. Like that, I could see you doing that around the house as a motherfucker who likes show tunes feels like you'd have been all into that. Um, that's not a, uh,
6: <laughs> that's a shirt. I'm a motherfucker that likes show tunes. Yes, you are. You really are. <laughs> I really am. And I like colorful, uh, I like colorful clothes. Um, I so wore this is, orange shirt just
0: for you. Yeah.
6: And I, uh, I like colorful clothes. I moisturize my face twice a day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, yeah,
0: there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to be said about me. Lots to unpack here as a friend of ours would say, (laughs) uh, boys and girls, we're doing something that we used to do all the time. We're going to watch a little Jim Crockett promotion. So we want you to watch with us. So -hmm. why don't you fire up your peacock? Go to season Mm -hmm. three, episode 37 of world championship wrestling. That's right. Just do your little magnification glass and type in world championship wrestling and see the icon pop up there. You'll be able to sort by season. You want to go down to season three, episode 37, which coincidentally aired September 19th, 1987. Mm. Wow. 35 years ago. Where does the time go? Man. Realize how good
6: looking Lois was back then. You know, that's how good looking you were back then. Well, I was handsome, but man, I'm, I, I really outkicked my coverage. As they say, wife-wise, we were we going back and looking at some of the old pictures.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I, um, I do want to ask, have you introduced Lois to any of the sick animation that I've brought into your world? Oh, absolutely not. Well, I found one that I think you could introduce her to. <laughs> Uh, what
4: <laughs> listen up and check it out a baby came out of a pussy and she's still fucking tight man this bitch is all right a baby rethink how <laughs> how yeah, keep that one still fucking tight
0: I mean listen I I think it could be like something y'all play around the christmas tree.
6: Yeah, you know, it uh having uh, five babies wore her out. What's oh. wrong with my eyes this morning?
0: Let, let's just go to the videotape September 19th, <laughs> 1987. We're headed down a slippery slope here. Uh it does feel like it it did wear her out. It 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 just wore her out. It
6: I didn't realize how much having five babies would have an impact on a woman's body. It did.
0: So, uh, I don't know where to go from here. Let's watch some old (laughs) dusty roads. Um, let's do a little countdown. Tony, we're in trouble. I can tell we're in trouble. (laughs) Let's go to our regular countdown. You ready? I'm ready. So I see the barbarian wearing somebody out here with a, uh, scoop slam. Mm, that's Tim Horner, I think, isn't
6: it? Maybe.
0: Well, as he gets thrown to the outside, that's the start of the show.
3: World championship wrestling,
7: bringing you great wrestling action sanctioned by the NWA, the national
1: wrestling Alliance. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to World Championship Wrestling. I'm Tony Schiavone, your ringside with the NWA, the Major League of Professional Wrestling. And today we're coming to you with a very special program from the Dorton Arena in the state capital of North Carolina in Raleigh, North Carolina. Very glad to have you with us. A lot of great matches have been held at this building. And today, no exception. On the program here today, a match for the U.S. Heavyweight title. The total package Lex Luger will defend against the Western States Heritage Champion Barry Windham. But that's not all. Here today, a no disqualification match for the World Tag Team title. Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express, will defend against two of the four horsemen. The two men hot on the trail, we're talking about Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. And also here today, we're going to take a very special look at a man with a mission, a man bound for glory. We're talking about the man with the hands of stone, Ron Garvin as he prepares to go after the world heavyweight champion Nature Boy Ric Flair. The Get heat off my is face! On for the month of September, going into October, we're also going to take a look at the World Television Champion Nikita Koloff and the controversy now surrounding that title. Considering that uh, Terry Taylor and Eddie Hotstuff Gilbert are making noise, UWF World Television Champion also. A lot of action here today. Let's begin by going to the
5: ring,
0: buddy. You were all right. That was Colt Steele who was getting his ass beat. Okay. All but right. you did this open in front of a crowd, not a studio feel, uh-huh. but there's actually a match happening in the background, which I presume is this barbarian match because it looks yeah. like we're joining it in progress. But right? how about that decision? To, I just do it during the middle of the fucking match, Tony.
6: Yeah. How about that? Where wow. And, and by myself, where's do this is 1987. This is September of '9. Where's Jim Ross. Where's the set? Yeah. What, I mean, listen, Jordan Arita was in September too. Probably wasn't as bad. It was, it was, and it's still there. It was a miserable fucking place to do a TV show. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not knocking on Raleigh. I'm not knocking on, they have great fans, but it was 3000 degrees in that building. Yes. It was terrible. And, uh, it didn't cool down when the sun went down. So, and then you add the TV lights. And all the people in the building, and you got a just a, and boy, oh boy, think back to 1986. All right, what we did last year, right? We yeah. did the whole. Think of the matches we have now on TV. Yeah, how our how our focus has really changed completely from. Now we're seeing kind of like the beginnings of what we have today, where it's the TV show that has the big matches, not the. Not the house shows. So there you go.
0: This was, uh, going to be filmed. Um, you know, here's the thing. I don't even have a date for this. I know it was a TV taping. I know it was done in Dorton, Mm -hmm. uh, or at the Dorton arena in Raleigh. By the way, we need to talk about that in just a minute, but I don't actually know the recorded date of this, uh, Mm -hmm. in in my quick little search over at uh, the history of WWE.com shout out to Richard land. So I see that, you know, it happened, but uh I can't tell you exactly when. It looks like you guys taped T V that aired um on the twenty sixth in Charlotte, North Carolina. But this aired on the nineteenth, so it would have been sometime before there. But yeah, but nineteen eighty seven is clearly when the wheels start to come off a little bit. Some of the more questionable business decisions are made. Uh we talked about that a lot with Jim Crockett Junior in our conversations with Conrad Peace that WrestleMania three was just, uh, something that he felt like he had to play catch up ball after, which I could, I could see Mm, as a result, he he makes maybe a a hasty decision to to jump in and, and purchase what's left of the Watts territory. The trouble is all that's really left is a bunch of debt. Yeah. And, uh, well, Crockett winds up trying to hold the bag for some of that decides he's not going to pay it all. Uh, I think there's still probably some hurt feelings on the white side about all that and really, um, I don't know all the details. I just know that I think there was a deal that was made and maybe enough due diligence didn't happen. And as a result, I think they realized, Hey, we were sold maybe a bill of goods and there may Mm -hmm. have even been some, some hurt feelings towards Jim Ross at the time, Mm -hmm. but there was no denying that Jim Ross boy, when that camera came on, He was calling wrestling at a really, really high level. So he was an asset for sure. Oh,
6: there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. And the Jim Ross that I worked with in the early nineties was the best.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I challenge everybody because you know, these days, and I don't know why, but people have decided to pick on good old Jr. And so if, if, if he has any sort of slip of the tongue whatsoever, and he's not 100% perfect, people come out with their fucking torches and pitchforks. Yeah. Go back and listen to early nineties, WCW with him on the call. I think it's the greatest example of what's possible in that position that maybe ever existed. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah,
6: it was. And of course, then it got, it got even better as he moved on to the WWE.
0: Oh, that's where he really became a star. Right. Is there, but I I think everybody listening to this, you know, we're, we've all just been attitude arid out. Like, you know, we've seen so much of it, but that early nineties, WCW, it feels like it sometimes goes below the radar, mm. but there's a lot of great talent on there. Uh, mm. the least of which is, is, is Jim Ross because my God, he's just on his game. It feels like a professional sporting event, a major event. Every time he's on the call,
6: I think the early nineties and WCW were tainted because of Jim Hurd and Jim Barnett.
0: Yeah. The gyms, I do. Mm-hmm.
6: Because they had no fucking. I look. Did you see where the barbarian grabbed him right there? How about that? Grabbed you right on the old uh, the old gimmick.
0: Depending. You were uh, speaking of getting grabbed on your old gimmick. When was the last time you had a good old fashioned two hander?
6: I've never. I don't remember a good old fashioned two. <laughs> hmm. You there? With mine, one hand covers everything up. Oh, I got you. I'd love to be able to have a two-hander.
0: Oh, okay. That's good. Look at
6: this U S heavyweight title,
0: man. We're going right to a major match here. Of course. Yeah. Barry Windham and Lex Luger here are going to be hooking it up for the U S title, but once upon a time, not too distant future, this is going to be for the world title when, when Ric Flair takes his talents North. Yeah. Tommy Young's your referee. And there you see, uh, Roving around the outside. It's JJ Dillon and Mm -hmm. our, our trusty cameraman, Jackie Crockett. How about Jackie? Wyndham here is at the top of his game. You know, no no doubt about it. Lex Luger still very much the novice still green. He's not brand new to wrestling, but this is big time professional wrestling. And he's coming in and making big money now and has a million dollar look and flirting and a part of the four horsemen and we know Barry Wyndham is going to be sooner rather than later as well, but that hasn't happened as of yet. So Barry Windham's still very much the baby face and a tall, handsome, good looking, I mean, I know it's not his tagline. That would be Dustin Rhodes, but if there really was ever a natural in the wrestling ring, you got to think that's a perfect description for Barry Wyndham. Wouldn't you think Tony? Mm. Yeah.
6: W- one of the, one of the best complete pro wrestlers ever. Yes. If he could have talked like Ric Flair, he'd have been the big star like Ric Flair. I'd say because I got I kind of, it. It's an old tune we hit on on this show. That's how you become a big star, and is to be able to talk. Yes. With the exception of, well, uh, John Moxley, uh, MJF. Who else goes out and does long promos? Chris Jericho. Uh, you don't have many people to be able to go out and, and do five, six minute, seven minute promos anymore. And, and again, back in the old days, they would, and this was, this was a creative part of, of dusty and the people who were in front of the camera at that time, you just went out, and you did your promo and, and to, and you did it until you didn't have a set time back then, you know, now we say we do our pre-tapes and and the first thing when we start to do a pre-tape backstage, first thing one of the the talent will say is how long do I have? Right. And you, normally they have like a minute, minute and a half to do it. Right. Which in itself, by the way,
0: is a long promo. Get,
6: yeah, it is a long promo, and if you can get it done in a minute, minute and a half, that's that's you're that's being pretty creative to get it done in a in a set time. Yes. Um but back then we didn't have set times. We just had uh and that's and and see this is what's interesting. This is what's interesting about here in 1987. The the uh, the real uh catch grab the real thing about our show that drew you to our television show were the promos.
0: Absolutely.
6: And now we're not we don't have any. We're 10 minutes into the show
0: and we're wrestling one afternoon. We're still another. wrestling. Yeah. yeah.
6: So I I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think what I listen, I know Jim Ross was with us. I don't know why he's not on the show and maybe his voice is, I don't know if you want to track it. I don't, I just think it's me though, since I was on camera, um, Jim Ross had a a profound impact in, in the direction of our company. Once he came aboard, because he thought big time matches should be on TV. That was his thought. And look here, 35 years later, he's exactly right. It's a TV show.
0: of course we know, uh, Anderson went the other way. And yes. he and he would argue that if you show him everything, eventually you got nothing left to show him. Right. Let's uh let's track it a little bit, see if we hear JR on the call. Sounds like it's just you to me.
6: Yep, that's it. But I it's it's odd that it's just me because uh uh Jim was, uh, was with, had been with us since I believe July anyway. Uh, so uh, be that as it may, it's just amazing how things changed in, uh, in Jim Crockett promotions in, in the span of one year, this is nothing like the TV show a year ago. So there you see the impact of, I, I really think you see the impact of, of Jim Ross in the front office, his creativity and, uh, Jim Crockett saying, okay, yeah, let's go with it. Or maybe, maybe you're seeing the impact of TBS and the people at TBS saying, you know what? We want more mat. We want more matches on TV.
0: That could be it. I mean, listen, Man. there maybe was some wisdom to saying we want to debut, uh, or, or, you know, we, we want to, we want to do something like, Saturday night's main event. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
6: Yeah. But every Saturday. He would
0: not actually debut as one of the hosts of, of this world championship wrestling show. He being Jim Ross until December 3rd, 1987. Wow. So we still got a little ways to go before he's <laughs> yeah. actually a regular part of the show here. That 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 blows me away. That really does. Now, he was around helping conduct ringside interviews, uh, hosting and and doing commentary on the UWF style matches. But I guess you guys were still trying to do a little bit of that quote unquote brand split. Yeah. Right. Right. By the way, it did crack me up as we got going in this uh, program that you introduced him as Eddie hot stuff, Gilbert, not hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Mm. And I think, you know, would you ever say Randy macho man, savage? Some people did. Mm -hmm. But I would hear other people most often say the macho man, Randy Savage. Mm -hmm. I guess it works either way, but I almost never heard Eddie hot stuff. Gilbert always heard hot stuff. Eddie Gilbert.
6: Well, I was different.
0: No, I'm not arguing. It's like, you know, (laughs) I had a friend of mine a few years ago. He was in my office and he said, man, I really like your setup in here. I got to get me some chairs and table. Mm. And I said, what the (laughs) fuck did you say? And, and table. he said, I got to get some chairs and Table for my office. I said, dude, don't ever Fucking say that again <laughs> Ever. And he said, what are you talking about? I said It's table and chairs. You ignorant uh, Motherfucker. Uh, it's not chairs and Table. Mm. Well, I've always said Chairs and table. I'm like, no, you haven't. You're just Saying that to piss me off now mm. It's Table and chairs. It's not like You don't say jelly and peanut butter mm-hmm. Peanut butter and jelly Everybody knows that. Get your shit together, Pal <laughs> It's like carrots it's, and peas Right. There's just certain things that are said. I don't know why. I just know they are. That's right. In your, in your circle, do they say Tony and Lois or Lois and Tony?
6: Uh, Lois and Tony.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, listen, I never say, let's invite dad and mom over. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) It's my dad and mom. Fuck Hmm. out of here with your dad and mom. And
6: also, by the way, uh, with that being said, we have been doing, we have been putting up a lot of pictures in the house, of okay. the grandchildren, of our wedding, of our children, and we've made, we've made some pretty cool designs on the walls here. And in the foyer, we have our family crest, right? Yeah. The burger, the burger family crest, and the Shivani family crest.
0: And wait a minute! One wait a minute! Lois's maiden name was Burger. Yeah, B E R G E R Burger. Buddy, shouldn't have told me that on this program. We're going to have a lot of fun in the coming weeks. (laughs) You didn't, you
6: didn't notice. You didn't know that was, I did
0: not know that I was dealing with Mrs. Burger or little little miss burger. It's
6: B E R G E R not B U R G
0: for the purposes of my story. (laughs) Anyway, continue
6: decorating the walls. And it's, it's funny that, uh, and I don't have a problem with it. I thought it was cool that you know uh uh a, a shivani is paid for this house but if you look at the wall the first one is burger the second one shivani yes left to right so yes it just it it shows you who runs the house
0: and you're also going alphabetically
6: there there you go thank you for saying
0: that yes <laughs> uh it tickles me that uh that her her name was burger And Mm he came along. We're going to have a lot of fun with that in the coming weeks. I am curious. Uh, I Uh, know you had some, some family and friends from out of town. Uh, what was your weekend like?
6: Well, it was pretty darn good. We went to an Atlanta Braves game. Okay. And, uh, my friend Brian Snitker got us tickets and we were six rows behind the Braves dugout. You couldn't ask for better seats. Yeah. And, uh, Got to see Snit's wife, Ronnie and uh, Lois talk. Once we realized that that was Brian Schnitzger's wife sitting beside of Lois, the gig was up, man. <laughs> Lois was, Lois was <laughs> the whole time. Uh, but I had I had never gone to an Atlanta Braves game at the new stadium. Really, never had. Uh, I'd I'd gone to the stadium. I'd gone to the stadium a couple of times early in the day to go down to the clubhouse because you know I was working I was yeah I was a, well I was a Triple A uh I was Triple A AAA announcer so I could go to when I had a chance we had an off day I could go to Atlanta Braves games and go down to the clubhouse and hang out with players and hang out with Snitker and uh go to batting practice and that's what I would do and then when the was time of the game to start said okay I got more games I got to see this week I don't want to see any baseball games right so that was the first game I had seen there. So it was great. Uh, Lois's brother, oldest brother was, or she's the oldest in the family, but her older brother, uh, of her three brothers was here with his wife and we had a good time. We really, really did. Oh, and by the way, we are going to have some, uh, we're going to have some, uh, people to come at Thanksgiving. Normally we don't, we've never really, it's uh, not
0: really your thing.
6: No, it's not. So we're going to have people, we're gonna have a house full of Thanksgiving and no, we've had Thanksgiving's the last couple of Thanksgiving's where it's just been me and Lois.
0: I know I've tried every year to get you to come hang out over here and and you sort of make it a game time decision and it didn't happen, but at least this year, I know to lay off because you got plans, daddy, look at you getting all domesticated and shit. I I know you've invited me to
6: your house. I never remember you invited me
0: for Thanksgiving. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. But you were like, what would we do with the dogs? That was the issue last year. And I was like, "Fucking bring them. I don't care. Yeah. Well, Maybe we'll make that decision. I think
6: we're getting ready to get another dog too, so uh we'll see.
0: Yeah, it's probably lonely without all the hair, you know. <laughs> my wife it is my wife is shedding, by the way. That's a new <laughs> thing. <laughs> but
6: <laughs> it is lonely without all look at that shot. It is lonely without all the hair, but uh uh, you know, we've got ladies to clean the house now, so it, oh here comes Arne Anderson in. Arn Anderson, what the what the, what the fuck what the fuck was
2: I I wouldn't do I uh, wouldn't
0: Oh God. Little distraction here. Arn is distracting the referee. JJ is up on the ring apron. You can tell that uh Barry Windham and and Lex Luger yeah. have been at it for quite a while. They are shiny. Look at sweating this. Sweating their ass off. Oh the referee said no, 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 no. Oh, saw so
5: what happened. He saw it as he grabbed leg.
6: Gary wins, but he doesn't win the title. Right? Because Luger is a champion. And here comes
5: Arn.
6: You know, fans the pop for a, disqual- uh, a disqualification back then.
0: Torture rack here. Looks like that's going to close the scene. Luger has wind them up. Look at JJ holding back the referee.
6: Rock and roll in. Heels powder. Look at Tommy Young, man. Tommy knows. Tommy had great sense of timing and drama.
0: Yep. yep. Totally. Tommy knew what he was doing, man. So Lex Luger has been the, uh, us champ since he won it from Nikita Koloff at the great American bash, mm-hmm. uh, in a steel cage match in Greensboro, North Carolina, back in July. And he's going to carry this, uh, this championship until November when dusty Rhodes comes around. But here is a promo ringside from Lex Luger. Uh, Hypothetically, Tony, what do you think they're saying right here?
2: Well, let mm-hmm. me say something tough. Tell everybody, and I'm talking in a different language so you don't fall asleep. But a motherfucker, he didn't got to suck He didn't got to baby on the motherfucker. Anybody with their name was Burger, and if a mother David David fat, and if mother didn't do no fucking thing and just sit on his ass and a motherfucking thing during Top guy weekend, facts. And it was, so sitting for the to it, was, not a other and I'm getting old and I don't know my name much anymore. Do you Lex? Well, let me tell you something that I have to What do you gotta just sing it on funny good mother motherfucker? And he go to wear cocksuck and belt. And the Rick Flair's got a big dick in the money from the seat about it. And rock and roll express that fucked all girls on the getting And I had somebody even peel my shrimp. And you know what, JJ? You know, don't think I'm funny and I've got a drinking. And we tried to take Tony Cholera out and get him laid, but he wouldn't do it because he said he was married. And I said, "We don't want you. got a big penis." And I said, "No, I got a penis, but that size. And I, I couldn't put two hands on it." And I, I, I said, well, i am going to tell i the the shoulder. want to, to go down for the And i, 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 I didn't did want to go for Thanksgiving, so said, fuck it, he'll just stay home.'" And I said, "What do you got? I got two dogs. No." You never met anybody for Thanksgiving? he yes. And her name was Burger. Goddamn Burger. That was her last name. Can you believe it? Comrade's going to make fun of that. He's going to make sure his marriage is on the rocks for another fucking three months. Yes. And he's fucking old. And he's still in wrestling. And I got to say, what the fuck are you doing in wrestling at 64, turning on 65? You're done. You're out of here. You're fat. You're no good. You don't want to preach it. And now you work behind the scenes and all the people hate you. And that's okay because the people that hate you are not behind the scenes. And the people that are fucking work. And you know what? Disco Inferno sucks. a big dick. And, they like like, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't do a promo. I never could do a promo. That's okay. Because I've got the title and I look like fucking good fucking shit. That's exactly what it is. Let me say this. People behind me are cheering you think i'm sweating because that? I'm, no it's because dorton arena is too fucking hot to do a tv show enough i used to do these on the i used to do these on the, the house shows and now they want me doing on tv but that's okay because <sighs> jimbert's gonna take over this comedy pretty soon and we're gonna go right to the shitter and eventually i'm gonna go to wwe and i'm gonna become the narcissist because that's exactly what i was did you believe her name was burger yes
6: Oh, fuck. My life is over. Let's go back to the ring.
0: What a long promo. Uh, Whew. Tony, I think it's time for a break. Uh, at 2345, I'm going to hit pause and I'm going to remind everybody about a brand new sponsor we've got here on the program. This is pretty cool. Let me ask you a quick question. Have you ever wished there was something out there that could improve your internet for better speeds and better overall experience? Well, guess what? It exists. What if you could use more than one internet connection at the same time, like hotel or coffee shop Wi Fi and your cellular data connection on your phone and combine their speed and reliability? Well, mm. Speedify is the only app that combines multiple internet sources into one bonded super connection to improve your live streaming, your video calling, your gaming, your web browsing, everything else you do online. Now, it's simple to use, it runs in the background. And it'll you combine any number or type of connections for better performance. It's available for all your devices, your PC, your Mac, your iPhone, your Android. We even can help you Linux users, but that's not all at its core. Speedify is also a VPN, which means it encrypts all of your web traffic to improve your privacy and your security. And this is a big deal. If you're like me and, and still in this post pandemic era. You're doing zooms all the doggone time. We've all seen somebody where it looks like their call drops out. They've got some sort of flaky connection. Don't let that somebody be you. Speedify can help. So what are you waiting for? You deserve better internet. Speedify can help deliver it. Download Speedify today at speedify.com/whw. That's s p e e d i f y dot slash whw. This really works, Tony. I had a chance to try it this past week. Uh, I was out and about and on the road and bam, I combined some public Wi-Fi with my, my, my phone. I was, I was humming like I was at home and it was fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Speedify.com slash WHW.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment
6: that is a harsh lesson in business.
3: Sports is and not as uh, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
1: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech.
5: It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal.
1: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: And Tony, I'm at uh, 2345 and we see uh, that that goof Paul Jones in the ring looking <laughs> as only he can look. We see a USSR <laughs> jacket, which Looks like it's the former WWF World Heavyweight Champion. We'll take a look. Mm-hmm. I'll do this little countdown here in three, two, one, play.
1: Manager number one, Paul Jones, right there with him. Boy, the heat is on. I don't think I have to tell you that. You can see it for yourself right here on the nation's number one wrestling program, right here on the Super Station. WTBS and World Championship Wrestling. I would kill off Paul Jones. George South, here we go. The bell
0: sounds Look at that look of George South, man. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure if you take a look at this and you're not really familiar with wrestling, you just know George South probably ain't gonna win. No. He's not gonna win. And why
2: why why I
0: don't know? Why make him wear big old diaper underwear?
6: No, I was, I was, I was thinking about myself. I'm sorry.
0: About why would you do about, a stand up and then go write in a commentary?
6: No, I just why would I? Why would my voice be so phony? I, I guess what here's what I here's what was happening in my life at this time. Okay, okay, I was a NM, uh, fucking hillbilly. Sure, sure. I you 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 don't get it and, until you accompany me to Craigsville, Virginia. You have no concept of where I grew up. You don't, because it is as redneck in the mountains, small town as you can get. And my voice was my voice was actually like this. I said, I I said, Well, I've got here somewhere and we've got to play it. We've got to find a way to transfer it. I have the very first time I ever talked on the air. And it was brutal. Um. So I guess now here's 10 years later that I'm trying to overcompensate. So when I listened to myself back then, it's like oh, the Russian bear, Ivan Kolov. I was a fucking yucker. That's what we call them in the business. Yuckers. Mm. Guys would talk like this. All right. Welcome back to world championship wrestling. The Russian bear, Ivan Kolov.
0: Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you say, if the moon was made out of cheese, would you eat it in that voice?
2: If the moon was made out of cheese, would you eat it?
0: (laughs) By the way, I just looked it up all this time. I've been busting your balls and I mean, for years. Yeah. It turns out there really is a Craigsville, West Virginia.
6: No, I know yeah, I know there is.
0: Like, yeah. I, I know you live in Craigsville, Virginia, and I looked right. it up on Zillow and buddy, yeah. here's what a small town it is. Yeah. You want to guess how many how how many homes are for sale in all of Craigsville, Virginia? Three. Two. <laughs> there's a hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollar house.
6: Whoa. <laughs> Whoa.
0: And there's a hundred and eighty-nine thousand dollar house.
6: Nobody's going to get a hundred and sixty, eighty-nine thousand dollars. For a house in Craigsville, Virginia. I can tell you that the whole town the is home, worth that.
0: The homes are selling for 70. They're listed for $70 a foot. So with negotiation, you might be. So here's what I, I guess I'm saying. If you're listening to me right now and you were going to ask a question about a mortgage this week, uh-huh. and you were going to ask about affordable housing, it's in <laughs> Craigsville, Virginia. <laughs> if you have a home where, where, if you have a job where you can work from home, yep. I highly recommend Craigsville, Virginia, mm-hmm. there are a hundred thousand dollar homes in 2022 in Craigsville, and you can put up a billboard home of the world famous Tony Schiavone, you
6: could, and you could also, and this is one great thing about living in Craigsville, Virginia. You wouldn't have to worry about putting your dog on a leash because they just run around all the time. You wouldn't have to worry about stoplights because there ain't
0: none. Um, look at this, look at this guy, this smooth operator, and
1: this great athlete. What makes him tick? What makes him drive after the world heavyweight title? A very special video footage right here on the man with the hands of stone. Ron Garvin. We're pretty close to Ronnie Garvin becoming the world champion here. I think he
0: wins it, uh, yeah. coming up and then, yeah. uh, we know what's going to happen. Uh, okay. he's going to drop it yep. back at star cave, but look at this man. Swimming in the lake. I don't remember seeing this video ever. Me neither. What music do we have with it? Oh, none. See Ronnie in a sweaty tank top running over some hills, swimming through a lake. You know what you need to do? You need to just send me a text now and then. Yeah.
6: And remind me to. Uh,
0: that mustache
6: <laughs> no to stay in touch with these people
0: now what's what's wrong with me why don't I do that well you know listen I got a text message uh or a dm from a, a friend of yours mm-hmm. check it on you just in the last few days mm-hmm. hey man and this is not uncommon I get these about eight times a year is everything okay with Tony and I, I send him a picture of you with this mullet right here, and I'm like everything's okay <laughs> with this guy forever look at him Look at that mullet. Look at, the, look at those flowing, luscious locks. Ah. Let's track this. Ron
1: Garvin, the man with the hands of stone. Many people feel over the last couple of weeks he has the number of the world heavyweight champion. And many people feel by their cards, their letters, and their phone calls that Ron Garvin will be the next heavyweight champion of the world. And it's obvious from his stringent workout and the way he has prepared himself to be the best he can be that Ron Garvin is glory-bound. I've trained hard all my life,
7: and wrestling is my life. That is the only thing I know, and I do it best. And there's only one World's Heavyweight Champion, and I'm talking about Ric Flair. And Ric Flair, I'm training hard, because what you've got, I want, and I will get. I do believe in destiny. You are the ultimate in professional wrestling. What you have is what I want. The ultimate encounter, the final encounter, is you and I. But I will be the next World's Heavyweight Champion.
0: It sounds like Ron Garvin, based on the music, wants to fuck Ric Flair. (laughs) More than he wants to beat him.
6: You know what, you know, uh little, it's, Oh, look, at look there,
0: off. man. He went up like the challenger with that.
6: <laughs> you know what? Uh, um, where that was, that workout was taped was, was Ric Flair's house. Oh, really? Yeah. Ric Flair's uh, little gym that he had.
0: Well, as we house. know, well, six days after this airs, September 25th, 1987 in Detroit, Michigan, you guys were taping an episode of NWA worldwide wrestling. And what do you know, Ron Garvin did in fact, become the world champion and thought, look at this piece of business here. It sounds like a sad Christmas song, but it was actually <laughs> Ronnie Garvin in drag pushing JJ Dillon in a uh, pool.
6: You know what I think here? Uh, I'm almost certain. Uh, that the the song was my way, because that was his song.
0: And we had to go ahead and edit that out for WWE. That's right. Yeah. For the purpose of my story, though, <laughs> was- he just wanted a slow saxophone. <laughs> Nothing
2: wrong with a slow saxophone.
0: No. Everybody loves a little slow sax. <laughs>
5: especially
0: yes, especially they- Mrs. Burger. She don't want fast sax. She needs slow sax. <clears throat> glory bound for the world heavyweight championship boy you're just you giving heavy. away for sure like when a babyface gets promoted this way especially in that era he has to win yeah that's right and look at this another joint in progress match this is really a departure from what you guys have been doing yeah it the really boogie is. boogie man in here yeah entertaining by the way this show is happening at dorton arena uh, tony i don't know if you saw but it came out since we've hung out last that Ricky, the dragon steamboat is going to wrestle one last time and it's going to happen at the Dorton arena in Raleigh this November. What do you think about mm. that news?
6: That's going to be right after WrestleCade, right?
0: I think it's the same weekend.
6: Yeah. Same weekend because, uh, by the way, and if you go to the WrestleCade website, I'm, I'm going to be at WrestleCade uh, Friday, Friday, and Saturday. Are you going to be there? Well, if you're going to go, I'm going to go. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm going to be there, uh, signing autographs. Hopefully by that time I will have my action figure to sign, uh, hopefully. Uh, and then, uh, they wanted me to come, uh, to Dorton arena in Raleigh. And I just couldn't do that. I couldn't, I have to go home. So, um, cause I got a lot of things I got to do.
0: The okay, Wrestlecade it, folks wanted you to go. What's that? The Wrestlecade fe- folks wanted you to go or big time wrestling wanted you to go.
6: Uh, I, I don't know who, whoever's booking me, who it is. Yeah. Oh, I got with, you. have a check with Dawkins. on that.
0: Well, big time wrestling is, uh, is coming to, uh, Dorton arena, Raleigh, okay. North Carolina. And, uh, what do you know, man? Ricky, the dragon steamboat. How about that?
6: You know, I had a chance to connect with Ricky. We had him on one of our shows just as the same. He was such, he was such a delight to work with back then. Should we, be, should we be talking over Dusty here? Because you Let's know do Dusty's fired up.
4: You say it, brother, in reference, because there is no other. There is no better. I was digging ditches in Austin, Texas, baby, and I wanted out of that. Then I became world's heavyweight champion three different occasions. You got to beat me. I don't have to beat you, but I'm going to put you to sleep, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If you're back there listening right now, Lex Luger, I'm right here. Bring that mic up all right. Lugar.
1: Lugar. Dusty up and ring in the ring right now. calling by Lex Luger. Listen to the fans.
0: From what I understand, Dusty Rhodes, uh, is going to be subject of, uh, it's most wanted treasures episode or season two. They're going to be chasing some dusty stuff and here comes Lex Luger coming to the ring.
5: Come on up here, baby. Uh oh. Arn Anderson has come out with him. Barry, Wyndham, Nikita, come on out here. Come
4: on out here. Dusty Rhodes.
1: Calling for Barry, Wyndham, and Nikita Kalov to come out.
4: Yeah.
6: Wouldn't surprise me if this was all ad-lib from dusty walking out,
0: <clears> That they were in the back, but didn't expect to come out, but,
6: <clears throat> but, but yeah, but dusty said, let's, let's do this angle. Yeah. Because you know, look, you never notice how Dusty's got that, uh, snuff candy's back pocket.
0: <laughs> the outline is, uh, <laughs> iconic. Yeah. Cause I mean, well, when you really think about it, that means this dude's running around. Sitting on a pan, on a can of snuff. Yeah. All damn day long.
6: <laughs> yeah, buddy. No, it just, uh, the heels think uh,
0: better of it. They're going to take a little powder here.
6: Yeah. Is that one guy, Sean
4: Royal?
0: Uh, yes.
4: Yeah.
5: And, we'll be back right after this.
0: and Tony now feels like a good time for us to take a break at 37, 52, 53, 54, 55. And we're taking a break to let you know how good Tony and I are sleeping. I was a little groggy this morning. Cause I was mm-hmm. sleeping so good. Thanks to my chili sleep, but we do have some important news about chili sleep sleep me is the new home for chili sleep now they're bringing you the same great sleep that chili sleep offered but under a new name sleep me makes the coldest and most comfortable sleep systems available they really do create the environment that meets the body's natural need for lower core body temperatures promoting deeper more restorative sleep now chili sleep makes the uler the cube and the brand new doc pro sleep system no matter what, we're talking water-based, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. <clears throat> now, the word ideal is the right word because you might like to sleep a little colder than your wife. That's what happens in my house. We can do that at Chili Sleep. Her side is going to be in the 70s. My side's going to be in the 60s. These mattress pads will keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep, cold sleep. These systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy you need to power through your day. I want to mention that they just launched this new Doc Pro sleep system. I'm jealous of this. I got to get one. It has two times more cold power than the other models. It's whisper quiet. And it has a tubeless mattress pad design that allows for five times, five times, five times, five times, five times more cooling contact. You can even pair it with the all new sleep.me app enhanced device control and sleep scheduling and tony right now we've got a special deal for our listeners right
6: head over to sleep.me slash whw i want to go repeat that again that's sleep.me slash whw to learn more and save 25 percent off the purchase of any new doc pro cube or uler sleep system this offer is available exclusively for what happened when listeners only for a limited time that sleep s-l-e-e-p dot me m-e that is slash w-h-w take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up refreshed every day
0: tony i'm at 36 55 and we're going to roll that beautiful bean footage again in three two one play so go on a commercial break fresh after dusty and then as soon as we come back we're taking a look at you with your man, Sean Royal. Let's take a listen.
5: A New moon is upon us signaling a change in the seasons. Well, not only does that signal a change in seasons, it's time for the new breeds quarterly physical update. That's right. When the new breed wants to upgrade the physical condition of their body, they don't go out and hit the road and swim, grow gills and swim through the lake. Like Ron Garvin, they stop into Mr. Fusion. Hop back to 2002 and hook up to the Space check, and we are physically upgraded. Right now at this moment, as I speak, Chris Champion is in 2002, being physically upgraded to the highest point of possibility, and in less than two weeks, less than two weeks, Chris Champion and myself will be inside the squared circle, and you will see What's inside of the new breed. Let's go inside of the ring. His his voice was squeaky there a little bit.
0: I loved it. It was fun for me. We yeah. got Jimmy Garvin taking on John Savage yeah. here, the lesser successful of the Savage family. Yeah. Uh, uh,
6: but, but I, I looked up John Savage. He was a, he's a Samoan wrestler. We used him a couple of times. He went to the WWE a little bit. He never had much of a career, but by looking at him, I thought, wow.
0: He looks like a million bucks.
6: Yes, he does. Hey, so in that, uh, obviously, they've had their wreck, right? Chris Champion is not here. Yes. But as he just said, in the new breed, he is in the future. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: He is in 2002, which, by the way, is 20 years ago as we speak right now. Yes. That, That just shows you. Oh, wow. Man. It's like I was, you know, you go back in the, the Back to the Future movies when they went to, wh- wh- what year did they go into the future to? 20 something.
0: Yeah, let I me mean, look at that.
6: Yeah. yeah. And somebody wrote about Back to the Future that instead of flying cars like they really thought we would have in the Back to the Future movie, the only thing we have is
0: they went to 2015
6: Went to 2015 where, where they thought back then we would have flying cars, but no, we didn't want to have flying cars. We wanted to have cell phones where we could text each other. That's
0: that's, you know, here's what else we didn't have in 2015. Tony Schiavone calling wrestling. Mm. If they were going to go into the future, they should have went to like 2019. Yeah. So we could have seen you on TV again. How about that? Hey, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I tried to Google <laughs> right, Ricky, the dragon steamboat for big time wrestling, which by the yeah. way, I'm going to be watching this. They say it'll be a streaming option. I don't know that I'll be in Raleigh, but I definitely want to see this. He grew up mm. a big uh, fan of the dragon, yeah. but you know, listen, people troll everything, mm. everybody shits on everything. Everybody's just negative about everything.
6: Yeah, it's a terrible world we
0: live in. And so I pulled up the uh, big time wrestling Facebook and as you can imagine, it's about 95% positive, which is fantastic. Cause you know, it should be. Yeah. And then you get a guy in here who just writes, I'd rather shit for an hour. And I don't even know why, but that just tickled me. Yeah. That this guy thought, you know what? I've got an opinion that the world needs to hear. I'd yeah. rather shit for an hour. Right. Speaking of shitting for an hour, here yeah. you are a little more. Shitting during I would, this hour. Yeah. We're talking
1: I about the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff. Fans, let's break away. College football scoreboard with Craig Sager and be back with more on World Championship Wrestling.
6: Wow. College football scoreboard. How about that? How about that? Uh, yeah, so that guy would rather shit for an hour. We would rather him stay on the toilet for it. Actually, we'd rather him stay on the toilet for a couple of days so he wouldn't be out in the real world.
0: It just tickles me that... Yeah. Doug, first of all, I laughed at the, at the comment. So if your goal was to make me laugh, then mission accomplished. Yeah. But it, it, it does make me wonder like who does he think we really, who are these you people? Keep that to yourself. Yeah. Who are these people?
5: Oh boy. I got
0: to anyway. tell you, I preferred Nikita as the U S champion. The TV title just looked weird on him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I why was, I just, you know, it feels like he's better suited for that bigger, golder, uh, version of a t- of a championship, the U S title, as opposed to, and I really like that. I think as far as designs go for belts in this era, big Gold's probably my favorite and that TV title is probably my second favorite
6: back then. I always wondered, <clears throat> and I guess it was another reason to try to bring fans into the arena and try to make an arena show seem bigger when you had more titles. But to me as a wrestling fan, the TV title was always to be defended on television. Yes. And we, we always would put it in the arenas too, but, and now that's all we got is TV. So, uh, the ring of honor television champion is going to be defended on television. There's no arena shows. Yet, yet there might be one day. Oh, I really think there's, I really think that in the future. And, and I, I can't tell you what the future is. I don't know it's five years, 10 years, Jesus, 10 years. I'll be so fucking old anyway. uh, there could be, uh, there could be uh, arena shows again. I'm talking about AEW. There could be, and I could tell you, we, there's been no discussion about it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think it's important. I think arena shows are important.
0: I'll tell you what, I, uh, I can't wait until one day Mm -hmm. when you decide, you know what, I'm too old for this shit and you just totally Danny Glover on us. Yeah. I feel like one day you and I are going to be able to have Mm -hmm. some fun conversations about your Mm -hmm. return to wrestling because yeah, made a lot of friends, traveled a lot of miles, probably, created some fun stories and we don't talk about current stuff but i bet there's some fun stories that we'll have some fun with one day
6: yeah there's a lot of great things the the unfortunate thing is is that i'm going to be long dead before we get to that point
0: no we, no listen yeah. you're going to live forever like a cockroach no, no, no here's no here's what's going to
6: happen ladies and gentlemen welcome Oh, wait. Well, check this well, out.
7: We listen, we We're talking to this. about none other than hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert, and I tell you, I am so honored and what a privilege it is to be sitting right next to my friend, my compadre, the new UWF World Television Champion, Terry Taylor. Now, see, Terry and I both have visited WTBS. We've come on the Superstation, and we both at separate times have said our piece. We've also issued challenges to different tag teams. But something we never expected, I knew it would happen if you stepped in the ring and got it, was a world television title. Now, the only thing that seems to stand in our way is one person now. There's another person running around and saying they are the National Wrestling Alliance world television champion. That's Nikita Koloff. Well, Nikita, if you want to be a big deal, if you want to quit running behind Dusty Rhodes and being a superpower, step to the front. Let's forget about John Ayer's and Jim Crockett getting together like Gorbachev and Reagan at the summit meeting, let's do it one-on-one. Let's meet now. Let's sign the contract. If you want to be a world's television champion, single, nobody else. You don't have to worry about anybody else. Now's the time you can prove it, because here's the man. You either got to put up or shut up. Right, Terry? Well said, Eddie. Nikita Koloff, just coming out here going, eh, flexing your muscles doesn't make you a great wrestler. I may not be the biggest guy in the world, but I do have the title. Now, you're out here imitating a world's television champion. Well, if you have what it takes, if you're one half of the superpowers, if you're such a great man, all those guts, all those muscles, all those brains and brawn, why don't you put it up or shut up like Eddie said. Put your name on the dotted line. Let's you and me, one-on-one, everybody out of the way. Let's just get in there and see who the better man is. I think this probably won't happen because you know who the better man is and you're looking at him. Because when it comes down to the bottom line, I'm a great wrestling machine and I eat guys like you for breakfast every single day of the week to get to where I am now. So Nikita, if you're so big and brave, prove it. Sign that I'm dotted line.
1: Okay, we're back. Nikita, you heard the comments from Terry Taylor, the UWF World Television Champion.
3: You know, in the past few days, uh, I have watched many, many matches of Terry Taylor. I want to see what he do good. I want to see what he do bad. What he do do good. What he do bad. That's a lot of wrestling ability. That is why he's a champion. But Terry Taylor, you also got a big mouth. And when you talk about Nikita Korov... You talking about the wrong person, Terry Tangle. You see, I told Jim Crockett last week to bring contract to me. And we find out one world TV champion. But Shadow is not. Bring to me, Jim Crockett. Bring contract. And I sign. You see, I like nothing better than to have just one world TV champion. Terry Tangler, if you all have... Have a man! If you have a champion you tell all these great people you are! Then sign a contract, Terry Taylor! If you got the gut sign a contract and lex Luger Now it's not only Baruski Sabataha huh? the Russian single you have to worry about. It's also my super Partner, Dusty Rhodes and a Sleeper. And there you go. Those are people right now. See their stuff in the Gilgorall, Terry Taylor! Fine the contract. Possible.
1: Okay, there it is, Terry Taylor, for you. Words from Nikita kolova we come back, the world champion, Rick Blair in a world tag team medal, no disqualification match, right after this. So,
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, you said that, Nikita, you just heard those words from Terry Taylor. How did you hear those words, Tony? Because I didn't see a monitor or see any headsets. Mm-hmm. It sounds like bullshit to me, T. Speaking of of bullshit, here we go.
1: Round and round, the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy Ric Flair.
4: All right, here's Rob. have still got to beat Ric Flair. You've still got to prove to the people that all that talk is action condensed into power, which means you got to beat me. So, Ronnie Garvin, here I am, styling woo, and profiling the living legend. Yes, not Dusty Rhodes, but himself, The world's heavyweight champion, four times, the man. And not to bring up a sore subject, but I couldn't help it over here. Terry Taylor talking about taking Nikita Koloff's top. What is all love loss between Koloff and I? But I got to tell you this. Koloff beat Tony Blanchard. Blanchard made the belt. So the next thing Terry Taylor may tell the world is, he's ready for Ric Flair. It's like that. One, two, three. Now, Ronnie Garvin, you, my friend, have got a day with destiny. We can't see the nature boys going to St. Louis, Dallas, Detroit, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. Yes, first time ever. The NWA title is going to be defending in Las Vegas. All the showgirls, all the limousines, <laughs> all the money. <laughs> Rick Flair fits right in. So you see, Garvin, you've got no place in this business. Because you're not class. You're not style. You're not smooth. You're not finesse. You're not Rick Flair, in other words. You're pickup trucks. And I'm long limousines. You're fat women. And I'm with women whoo, in long evening gowns. To sum it all up, pal, when I walk out of this arena tonight... There's 30 or 40 women gonna ride Space Mountain. You know why? Because I'm the National Wrestling Alliance World's Heavyweight Champion. Woo! And
0: on that note, we're starting a World Tag Team title match. We've got the Rock and Roll Express coming into the arena right now to a thunderous ovation in the ring, waiting for them. J.J. Dillon on the apron, Tully Blanchard, and Arn Anderson by his side. This is the real reason I wanted to watch this. We're going to get a hell of a match here with Tommy young right in the middle to call the action, but how much fun was Ric Flair having just talking about Las Vegas, which coincidentally he's going to actually wrestle on the day before he drops the title. So September 24th, 1987, five days after this airs, mm-hmm. the UWF it runs a show at Cashman field, you would have Lex Luger and Nikita Koloff on the program. But the rest of the show by and large is all UWF talent, except for yeah. the main event, mm-hmm. which is Ric Flair and Ron Garvin for the NWA world title, but they hop on a plane and leave Las Vegas and go straight to Detroit, Michigan for the debut of the promotion at the Joe Lewis arena. 8,000 folks are there mm-hmm. and that's where Ron Garvin, Ron Garvin becomes the world champion for the first and only time. Yeah.
6: I was the ring announcer for that in Detroit. I did not go to Cashman Field, which, by the way, was where the minor league team played. Mm. Uh, Baseball team, the AAA team, the Las Vegas team back then, uh, which uh, I guess pretty soon they're going to have a major league team there. Isn't it amazing how we go through generations and years? Um, Back in 1987, it would be unheard of or pot to be legal.
0: Yes. Anywhere. Correct.
6: And in 1987, it's just, uh, how the world has changed.
0: I mean, these days you got Ric Flair lighting up a J right on camera.
6: Yeah, I know. And, uh, also it would be unheard of back then for any pro team to be based out of Las Vegas and now organized gambling, is starting to take over sports, right?
0: No Uh, doubt. I mean, It it just
6: shows shows how the world changed. Uh, there would be part of me that would say, "Uh Oh, really part of me that thinks that, I don't know, is society really going with all these vices in the right direction, but then there's part of me that says, Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, Why not? You know, why not? Uh, college players can transfer from one team to the other now without having to set out a year, which is only right. Pay them. They're getting paid. Yeah. I mean, really pay them. Do you know how much money colleges make? Yeah. it's a lot. Oh God. It's unfreaking believable. How much does the, how how much does the, the president or the commissioner of the sec make,
0: that's a good question.
6: Yeah. Let me look that up. Yeah. Millions. And how does he make that? He makes it off of
0: kids playing football and basketball. 1.9 million is what he made in 2016.
6: Something wrong with that equation, dude. When the kids out there putting their life on the line, knocking heads.
0: Well, now, hang on now. Let's make sure we understand this part. I'm, I'm not yeah. arguing against paying kids, yeah. but I am saying the folks who run the sec have made sure the sec makes a shit ton of money for these schools individually. Right. So to say that I, I again, I don't know all the revenues. I just threw it in my fucking Google machine, yeah. but I'm just saying, I've read that once upon a time, and this was years ago, each school was getting north of $40 million a year just from the SEC. Mm. So if that's the case, that's a ton of cash and $1.9 relative to re- quote-unquote real business. Pretend we're not just talking about a school here for a minute. That mm. doesn't sound super crazy for someone who's dragging to help drag in that kind of cash, but I'm with you. You're making it on the backs of young athletes under the guise of, oh, we're getting, we're giving them an education or what have you. Well, a, a, a little bit of compensation goes a long way because a lot of these guys, uh, and we all know the stories, like here's one from the Alabama side of things, one of the most exciting players we've had in the last 20 years was a guy named Tyrone Prothrow, who broke his leg to the point where his ankle touched his knee in the middle yeah. of the game. And unfortunately he didn't get to play pro ball and have the big dream realized And instead he entered civilian life and is doing well. And, and apparently very happy and a true success story, but man, how many times do we see a guy get hurt in college? His professional dreams are dashed and he never enjoys that peace and contentment and certainly never enjoys the luxury of an NFL contract. So Mm. yes, Mm -hmm. I'm for paying the players. Mm.
6: Yeah, me too. And I know, I know they're getting some sort of stipend or whatever it is now. Uh, I don't want to really go into that, but did you notice how, when, uh, Arne was ready to take the tag or something, how Ricky just did a back kick with his leg. I saw that.
0: That you was know, pretty cool. Let's run a timeout right here. I got 56 30 and I'm taking a timeout to remind you that this episode and all of our episodes, in fact, our doggone studio is brought to you by Blue Chew. Now, I don't know that Tony's going to need any blue chew because of the way he started this program with the things he talked about, Miss Berger, uh, but eventually he'll get himself back into good graces. It'll be his birthday. It'll be Christmas. Uh, and you know, everybody is a little warm and fuzzy, especially if your name's Mrs. Berger around that time of year. And that's when Tony's going to need the blue chew on standby. Mm. The Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Now, you can use these tablets anytime, day or night, so plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is quite simple. You sign up at BlueChew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part? Well, it's all done online. There's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. When you use our promo code WHW at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month free. Visit Bluetooth blue chew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank blue chew for sponsoring this podcast and Tony's Wayne at least once a year, whether he needs it or not. So I'm at 56 30 Tony, and I'm going to uh, press play here in three, two, one play. And I like when we're getting a, a, a match that goes so long. We take a commercial break right in the middle of it because you know, in person, the Dorton arena was rocking with the idea that it was Arn and Tully versus the rock and rolls, two of the best tag teams of all time here doing their thing.
6: Can, i I think we can say that this was the beginning of the formation of the Brainbusters uh pretty close because Arn and Tully <clears throat> were basically singles wrestlers prior to this, right yes, Tully going after the t v or the u s title or whatever, yes. and
0: both going after the, the national and all the other stuff
6: <clears throat> right. But now they're, they've been formed as a tag team. So this is probably around the time I would think to where, I don't know, maybe they were thinking about
0: moving on and Vince was thinking about bringing them in and right. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think that Vince probably wanted them for quite a while, right? But it's not until they get their star 87 payoffs that they're like, ah, oh, we're out of here. Yeah. They got so meet with it, Vince and, and get a new gig and they're off to the races. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's coming up, right? Yeah, uh, like Starcade. a year from, a little less than a year from now is when they leave. That, but yeah, Starcade's right around the corner.
6: Yeah, they're they're a terrible payoff. What 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 was the is that well known common knowledge? What their payoff was for Starcade?
0: Uh, he started he being Arn Anderson has said on his podcast before Arn that he was uh-huh. a little frustrated with you know what he saw in the wrestling business and he didn't feel like it was being reflected in his checks. Okay. Hey, we got big houses. I'm not getting big checks. And he was just not as happy with the payoffs. Mm-hmm. So he meets with the Crockett's and to sort of placate him. Hey, don't worry. We got this big pay-per-view coming up. You know, I know they got WrestleMania, but we've got this and a handful of other shows, but just the payoff from this one, you know, it'll get you back on track. And so he said, they set an expectation with him mm-hmm. that it would be around $25,000. Okay.
6: Did they give him a number or did he just think that in his mind?
0: No, they told him $25,000 according to. Okay.
6: okay. According to Arne. Uh-huh. And he
0: got his check for 12,500. Okay.
6: So basically uh, what they told him was what the team would make basically 25, what they both would make.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I didn't even think of that, but you, you might yeah. be right that maybe that's, but that wasn't. You know, when he went and and tried to allegedly, as Arne tells it, when he goes and Mm -hmm. tries to follow up and say, Hey man, I thought it was going to be 25, it's kind of dismissed. Like, well, that's Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. That sounds like what Jimmy Crockett would say. And so when that happens, he realizes, you know, why don't we just see? Because Mm -hmm. he's got a great friend in Barry Darso who's making great money up there. No longer here with Crockett as part of the Russians, but now he's up there as one half of demolition and yeah. I guess Arne thinks, yeah, let's just at least talk to them, hear them out. They do meet with Vince. We can't make you uh, a guarantee, but we can guarantee that you'll make more money with us than you would out there. And you'll have, you know, we'll beat your best year, blah, blah, blah. Did he ever talk? Did
6: Arne ever talk on his podcast about, and I knew about this kind of about the, uh, the attempt to ensure these guys. No. With health insurance? No. Okay. There was an attempt by the Crockett's to have these guys insured. Okay. And it they really mucked it up big time. And that was, that left a bad taste in Arne's mouth.
0: He thought insurance was coming and then it didn't.
6: Yes. In other words, apparently I may be speaking out of school here. I may be wrong. I'm probably wrong. And Arne knows better. But apparently these guys paid into an insurance program that they never got.
0: I see. I see. Okay. So they were having money withheld for insurance and then they went to use it and realized we don't have insurance. That's right. Well, that sucks.
6: Yeah. So I think that's a part of Arns uh, and probably Tully's and probably everybody's anger with that.
0: I mean, it's hard to trust somebody after that.
6: Yes, it is. It is.
0: I mean, you've been taking my money for this, uh, Yeah. For, for what purpose? Right. Yeah. Uh,
6: but anyway, that's, uh, that's, that, that's terrible. But the, the flip side of that is we're having a very good match here. Fans are really into it.
0: Every time these yeah. guys were in the ring, they had a very good match.
6: Yes. I yes.
0: I don't think they knew how to have a bad one.
6: Well, and you know,
0: one of the reasons, but one of the reasons, well, first of all, they could work.
6: They knew how to work. But how does a person, I, I think a, a good worker has it in them to be able to work, just gets it, right? Like anything in life, they just get it. Mm-hmm. They have that athletic ability and that, that, that uh, timing in the ring and in their promos, and they just get it. And all these guys got it. But the flip side of that is that they learned this by working a lot. And I think that's what we don't have today in the business. Enough reps. Enough reps. Mm-hmm. Cause you can hit the gym all you want and you can get in the ring early in the day and you can learn from some of the best, which we have it. And you can have a performance center all you want, but until you step in the ring when the bell sounds and the fans are cheering and the lights are on, it's a different thing. Now you may say out there, what the fuck does Shivani know? He's never been in the ring. Yes. You are right, but I know enough to tell you, and I've seen enough to tell you that ain't nothing like getting in the ring and we need more of that. That's why, you know, we talked about house shows. Uh, I hope they come back on a regular basis. Now, will they be profitable? Uh, I don't know because so much is on TV. The old, the old school way was the TV shows and infomercial to get you come to the arena. It's not like the business has changed.
0: I think Uh, house shows could be profitable. You just have mm -hmm. to adjust the pay scale. Like you can't, you can't have guys who, um, like to me, you know, perhaps we should temper expectations and Mm -hmm. like NXT, they tour, but -hmm. they tour in front of very small buildings for very, very small crowds just to give the quote unquote kids in the business reps Yeah. Right, And I do feel like that might be missing from the AEW equation, but I think Tony Mm. has done his best to try to overcome that with a series of Orlando tapings. Like, yeah, right. Those Orlando tapings to me are like the AEW house show. It's not really a house show, but it gives them an opportunity to get some reps without the pressure of, Oh, there's 15,000 people at Arthur Ashe or whatever.
6: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. That's good. That's a, that's uh a, you're, you're right on with all of that.
0: I do think that, you know, a smaller opportunity could work. Um, you know, if, if we said, Hey, we're going to run smaller buildings and, and we're not going to try to think we, we need to have 5,000 people in the building in order to run a show. Cause it's, it's not about that. It's about, can we give the guys reps and not lose any money? So if you ran really small venues, you loaded it up with merch, you had cool meet and greet opportunities for the kids. And you ran smaller buildings. It's okay to have smaller crowds because really the goal is let's get these guys used to working in front of a crowd. Yep.
6: Well, there you go. These guys still have like 15 minutes to go.
0: I think there's a battle Royal here too. I could be wrong. Oh, there is. Okay. You teased it earlier, saying that.
6: Well, no, there's not.
0: No, yeah, I just looked up the results. You're exactly yeah. right. They're going to go a really long time. Yeah.
6: But that's okay. I mean, this is this is house show stuff, right? That's what this is. Mm. Uh oh, Orange got a gimmick.
0: When doesn't Orange have a gimmick? <laughs> Mm. (laughs) What a camera shot
6: Robert Sully
0: What a camera shot Uh,
6: I like that man Just casually
0: using The tag rope
6: The tag rope
0: I'm gonna disconnect it. it and choke him with it No problem Yeah
6: Robert doing the selling here.
0: Yeah. A little change of pace. Yeah. It's usually Ricky. Normally he's uh, holding up the post there or the right. Post, exactly. Hey, so let's talk a little football here. We got a little, a few minutes and, uh, your Georgia bulldogs have replaced my Alabama crimson tide at the top of the mountain. They are the mm-hmm. number one in all the rankings. Mm-hmm. No argument for me. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. like you guys are, uh, loaded for bear this year and, and, and I've sort of freestyle with some of my friends that I think at the end of the year, the sec championship is really effectively the national championship. I mean, well, I it hate, comes down I hate to, to be, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I hate to be an
6: arrogant prick, but isn't it usually that way?
0: No, it is. But I, I yeah. feel like this year, maybe more so than normal, even, I mm-hmm. uh, it feels like Alabama and Georgia are just head and shoulders above everybody else. And I have to tip the yeah. cap to Georgia. Georgia looks stronger than Alabama this year. How about that?
6: Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out because, you know, injuries happen and you just don't know what team you're going to have by the end of the year in 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 any football. But if we think anybody in the Pac-12 or in the Big Ten or even the Big 12 are better than anybody in the SEC or the ACC, they're wrong.
0: Mm -hmm.
6: They're just – the SEC is where it's at. And I long for the day to where it's just the Power Five conferences – and everybody else can fuck off. Now, that being said, Lois Berger, Shivani, went to Appalachian State, and she's still celebrating and went over to Texas A&M at, to, at Kyle Field.
0: <laughs> Did you know that uh, Charlotte went to App State, too? Who went to App State? Ashley.
6: Did she really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that.
0: Her, her and Berger got something in common.
6: Yeah, it's a, well, that's a great college town. It really is. And uh, at, as we are talking right now, um, they had uh, ESPN had game day there at App State. Oh, by the way, I would be remiss if I didn't say this before we got off the air here. As you can see, my if you're watching the video, my shirt has Adam West on there. Mm-hmm. Adam West uh, would have celebrated his 93rd birthday on the 19th of September. But he passed away in, in 2017. So uh, tip of the cap. To one of the greatest Batmen of all time.
0: No doubt. I thought, since you mentioned game day, you were going to put over Pat McAfee. Instead, you put over Adam West. That was quite yeah. the, uh, the hard left. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Why would I put over Pat McAfee? Cause he did a great job on the show. You don't like him. He's okay. Mm. Yeah. You got, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch college game day. Oh, I see. You just got wrestling heat with him. Uh, no, I just,
6: I, I only mentioned college game day to put over Boone, North Carolina, not to put over that show.
0: You don't have to get hot about it. Okay. I, I do want to ask, uh, as we're talking over a really good match here, and this is really the reason that we watch this one. I want you ghost guys to actually fire this up and watch along with us on Peacock season three, episode 37. I know a lot of times you just listen to Tony and I, cause we're going to make you laugh, but most of the time we try to find the bad stuff in pro wrestling. This Mm -hmm. is not one of those examples. No, uh, we've been watching so much Jim Crockett. That was just, you know, studio shows. Now you're getting a real arena show, uh, with some fun packages. I'd never seen that Ronnie Garvin package. Of course, the next time we see Ronnie, he's going to be the world champion, but yeah, but here, man, two of the best tag teams that ever did it in a long match. Now we're going into our third segment here. Yeah. How about that on this Saturday edition? Mm -hmm. And they've still got 11 minutes left in the program. So A lot of wrestling still to come.
6: They took that face, that camera face shot and put it in the United States. Did you see that? That on was the, fantastic. That on, on the bumper. Absolutely.
0: Hey, so yes. I, I did want to ask since we, we briefly mentioned oh. current stuff at the top of the show, just reminding oh. everybody that tonight, uh, live on TBS, you get a pay-per-view quality show from Arthur Ashe stadium on free TV. Tony Khan mm. has actually suggested maybe he's got something up his sleeve. That's mm. usually pretty fun and exciting. Don't need any spoilers here. Just saying, be sure to mm-hmm. check it out tonight. But I do want to ask, uh, have you been paying attention to, uh, the rumor and innuendo, it looks like, uh, Logan Paul is going to be stepping into a WWE ring over in Saudi Arabia to take on Roman reigns and boy, the audience online has been kind of split on this. A lot of fans are, are, are pissed off about this and, and hate the idea of it and well, the other half, they're all for it because they see the opportunity that, you know, Mr. Paul may bring in a whole new audience for them, a whole new group of people. But there's, there's even some bluebirds out there who say this can't be the guy who beats Roman reigns after being champ for two years. It can't be a YouTuber. And people are making comparisons to David Arquette before it even happens. Cause it doesn't mm-hmm. happen until November. All right. But I'm curious from your perspective, somebody who's been around, seen a thing or two. What do you think about the idea of having potentially a YouTuber who, and by the way, he's more than that. He's helped change the fight game. He, he fought Floyd Mayweather. He is a legitimate athlete, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think? think he's going to beat Roman Reigns. No,
6: I don't think he's going to beat Roman Reigns. Okay. You ain't got to get hot about it. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't know. I, I like the fact that he's going to wrestle.
0: I do too. Yeah.
6: I think, uh, I mean, listen, we're going to have uh, action Bronson wrestle tonight.
0: Tonight. How about that? Yeah. yeah and he's right. a, he's tag teaming with hook, right? Yeah. Right. So
6: I, uh, you know, it's all about getting eyes on your product. Yes. And think about the, the eyes, uh, that, that rappers bring in a hey, lot.
0: Just so I know too, Tony, you said he's going to wrestle him tonight. You mean this Friday night. On, well,
6: yeah, it's going to be, if you're going to the arena tonight, it's yeah. going to be tonight, Yeah, but you'll see it on
0: Friday. Right? Friday night, TNT, mm-hmm. uh, Action Bronson. That's right. From Fuck That's Delicious and <laughs> all your favorite hip-hop albums. Steps yeah. through the squared circle. He's dropped a bunch of LBs, got himself mm-hmm. in much better shape, and he's going to be tag-teaming with uh, the guy whose song he performs, his entrance song, has mm-hmm. right. his son, Hook. And it's yeah. happening, uh, where you can watch it this Friday night. So two nights from now on TNT,
6: I've, I've had a chance to meet a lot of rappers since we've been doing this.
0: Yeah.
6: Uh, we met one in Buffalo and I'm sorry. I don't know what his name is, but he West he side gun me. West side gun. Okay. He brought out uh, Daniel Garcia. All of them are just uh, are cool motherfuckers, buddy. Action Bronson is just a, a great guy. They're just like down to earth people.
0: I think you would actually like, um, the Buffalo outfit. It's West side gun, Benny, the butcher Conway, the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've put a lot of folks on them. They're actually wrestling fans from way back yes. when. Right. And, uh, they even have a song, uh, West side gun does called summer slam 88. Ooh. And, uh, they play clips from mean gene in the song. Whoa. And at the end he, he says, uh, SummerSlam 88. I, I swear I never heard this Mean Gene promo, but it's such a great line. SummerSlam 88. It's the most fun you can have with your clothes on. <laughs> and I was like, dude, Mean Gene was the man in 1988, but my seven yes. year old ears weren't really listening for it. Yeah. But now that I understand a thing or two, mm-hmm. I understand the greatness that was Mean Gene just casually slipping that in. That was so fun. Yes.
6: I, I, I can safely say that there's never going to be another Mean Gene. Yes. Like there'll be another JR. Never be another JR. Just yes. uh, unique personalities that were so good at their job that it was secondhand nature to them, which is just amazing stuff.
0: But Logan Paul, you're for it. Yep. Me too. Me too. I'm,
6: I'm for anything that helps put eyes on the product. And of course, you know, if they want to compare to Dave, our cat, they can, because it's probably the same person that's still on the toilet
0: shitting for an hour. There you go. Yeah. How about it? I like when Tony does a (laughs) callback. We haven't, uh, spoken of it recently, but, uh, another break. Yeah. Another break in the four break match, boys and girls, four breaks. Did you hear that? Uh, Cassio kid now has a podcast on our network. He's, uh, He's tag teaming with road dog, Brian James.
6: Wow. You're, you're running out of people to put on,
0: on your network. Aren't you? We are. What happened is uh, road dog started a podcast with Ryan Katz, who has done everything in wrestling behind the scenes. And they had both recently departed, uh, not this earth, but NXT. And now I believe they're both back working for the organization, but I guess Brian was able to hang on to the podcast and Ryan was not so. Ryan hit me up and said, Hey man, I gotta find somebody I got chemistry with, uh, to do this podcast with. Cause I think Ryan's going to have to give it up any yeah. ideas. And I saw him and Cassio just tearing it up and cackling every time they hung out. And I said, well, you know, Cassio does radio for a living. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Ta-da. As the internet has now reminded us, Conrad's trying to get all of his hillbilly friends, jobs in wrestling.
6: Well, listen, Cassio is a is a talent. Yes, and can do a podcast with anyone. Yes, he can. I've done I've done podcasts with him. Yes, he's he's great to work with. And if 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 you're going to just do a backhand comment, Conrad's hillbilly friends, fuck
0: you. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, Oh, you didn't know. Oh, Oh, you didn't know. Yeah. Cassio.
6: So this guy Ryan cannot do the podcast anymore.
0: I don't. I don't think WWE. Let him. Oh, look at the shoe coming in oh, okay. right off JJ's foot. Nails Ricky Morton with it. Slides Arn Anderson out. He's Referee gonna
6: taking a bump. Turn around. Tommy
0: Young make the count.
6: One, run, two, run. three. We've got new champs. Arn and Tony totally allegedly win the belts here. I would figure that we've got about five minutes. Oh yeah, here we go again. No. Oh. Earl Hebner says, Wait a minute, I saw, and, he says, and, he says, firmum, and so he's in front of him, and Snaibitz and Philip and Philip. So I was going say, I've been
2: told something. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to restart the goddamn match. <laughs> I don't
6: know, know why that
2: was
0: so funny, but it
6: was. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. Now, fans are kind of confused here that they're restarting the match, but they won't be confused once the one, two, three takes place. There's already a couple of Coke uh, cups in the in the ring, okay. Fans, wait till '96 to do that, please.
0: Yes, please. Uh Uh-huh.
6: Oh, are are they going to throw this out now? They are. They're going to throw this out, and they're going to retain the titles.
0: You called this whole show by yourself. How much more difficult was that to call a show by yourself?
6: Uh, if I recall, it was, it was very difficult, but if, but if I recall, and I, I I know I'm right on this, I, uh, really, really wanted to do that because like wrestlers, I wanted more, a chance to talk more, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They, They wanted a chance to wrestle more. I would think to learn their craft, uh, You know, Conrad, I'm, uh, what? Seven years out of college here. Right. I'm still kind of young. As you can see when they show me, uh, Jesus Christ. How about let's, let's fucking light it. Okay.
0: (laughs) Brawling through the absolute darkness.
6: (laughs) What the fuck was what? Okay. Either we didn't know the finish production wise Give me a fucking light, but you know what? There's some realism to this, isn't it?
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it feel real. Right. Right. Sure. By the way, I just want to remind everybody that uh, you would eventually see a tag team title switch between these two tag teams, but -hmm. it doesn't happen here. It's going to happen on the 29th. So 10 days later, also in North Carolina, you guys are doing a TV taping at pfeffer college gym in meisenheimer north carolina that is pfeiffer whatever you got it okay okay uh and uh that's where the title switch happens and it happens in what i believe is a no dq match Mm -hmm. Uh, so stay tuned for that i'm sure we'll be talking about that in the coming weeks let's listen to ricky here
3: together we are here we are the world champions and we're gonna stay that way we don't care. You showed us. You showed us. I thing that you had, but you could not beat the Rock and Roll Express. Oh right way. now, baby, the people stand behind us, and we stand for you. So you come on, baby. You see us right now. We're hot, and we're tired, but we're still picking to you. Right now. Right now, it shows you the fourth quarter, baby. And the fourth quarter is what's happening. We are here, and Rock and Roll is forever, and we still are the champions. Woo-hoo.
1: You can feel the heat of the NWA. See you next week.
0: That's going to bring us to a close uh, on the episode here. As we see the mm-hmm. credits roll and next week you and I are going to hook up and I'd like to just sort of pick up where we left off because mm-hmm. next week after we just saw that great match with Tully and Arn against the rock and rolls next week, it's the midnights versus Nikita and Barry Whoa. and, and buddy, you want to talk about barn burners. I mean, but if you got the rock and rolls going long and then the next week, the midnights goodness gracious, what a time for tag team wrestling.
6: Great time for tag team wrestling. Yes. Great time for wrestling in general. Uh, right. As we, I don't know, we're getting ready to, uh, go downhill for the Crockett. So 87 is a good year. I guess 88 will be good to watch some to see where it all went bad. And it's not that it all went bad product wise. It all went bad business wise. And what Vince did to, uh, the Crockett's starcade of 87 didn't help matters at all.
0: No, we got a, fact, a, a bunch of questions about this show. I wanted to ask a few here. Justin wanted to know during the JCP era, what was your favorite slash best arena to tape syndicated TV in? And what was the worst? So you sort of joked about Dorton arena a few times that you didn't like it because it was super sweaty and super hot. Yeah. Is that your least favorite? And and if so, what is your favorite?
6: Yeah. Dorton arena was my least favorite. My favorite was a Spartanburg Memorial auditorium. Okay because that's where I first worked with Bob Cottle on set and I can't remember what why it was what show it was it had to be mid-Atlantic championship wrestling and I had a chance to stand there on set and work with Bob Cottle. when I think about some of the when I think about where we taped uh, start Spartanburg's first one that came to mind it had a look that you can immediately tell when you were there if you watch it I, I can watch the show from Spartanburg and say yeah that's Spartanburg uh, that was good The Winthrop college Coliseum right outside of Charlotte was good in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And the reason that was, it was a, it was a short drive from Charlotte for us. Um, but Spartanburg was the best. Dorton arena by far was the worst, not because of the fans, but because of the heat, it was just not a good place to do TV.
0: Here's one from, uh, Bobby. Uh, he wants to know, Tony, did you prefer the show's production values pre Turner or after Turner ball, JCP?
6: Obviously, after Turner bought JCP, but I mean that's when that's when they brought in Keith Mitchell, mm-hmm. and that's when they started doing things the right way. The only thing that the only thing that sours that is that that post Crockett era, and I'm talking about the immediate post was the Jim Hurd, Jim Barnett era, and that sours everything for me.
0: Yambag bag Jones wants to know, Tony, what was a riskier move giving Lex Luger a microphone or walking past a goose,
6: <laughs> walking past a goose.
0: Uh, Matt Godfrey wants to know, Tony, who's your favorite U S champion of all time,
6: blackjack Mulligan.
0: Okay. That was a fast answer. No. Uh, Drew Landry wants to know, do you think the rock and roll express were better opponents for Arn and Tully? Or was it Midnight Express who were better opponents for Arn and Tully?
6: Boy, that's a great question. I'm gonna say rock and roll. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And obviously it doesn't slight the Midnight Express. Uh all, all you Jim Cornette Iights out there, please.
0: Oh no, they're fantastic. But you know, you're talking about two heel teams at that yeah. point. It's a more traditional right. presentation, heel baby. Right. I think everybody sees that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Mitchell says, Tony, using all the four horsemen over every iteration. Give us your ultimate most handsome four horsemen. So of all the horsemen, you're not going to name your favorite horseman. You're going to say the four most handsome horsemen, and they would be in no particular order.
6: Uh, Ric Flair. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know Ric Flair at his core is an ugly motherfucker. Uh,
0: but Ric Flair, I mean, Paul Rome was on this list, right? Paul Roma, Jeff Jarrett. What? Oh, this is a terrible list. Jeff Jarrett's more attractive, more handsome than Brian Pillman.
6: Uh, well, I was going to put Pillman in there. Well, you there got, you got go one there. spot left
0: now, if you do that. So uh, is Barry yeah. going to go? Is Luger going to go Is handsome yeah, As L- Dean Malenko yeah, L- going to go? Yeah. Uh, Dean Malenko. Really? All right. So Rick Flair, Paul Roma.
6: D Malenko's two foot one, and by the way, I'll beat his ass. Okay, okay.
0: Last handsome horseman, one more. Um, I said Flair. I said Jarrett. Oh yeah, you said Flair, Jarrett, Roma Pillman. That's your answer. That's my answer. Yeah. Oh my God! What a terrible horseman. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Gavin wants to know: Barry Windham is still uh, top five all time bell to bell guys. Do you think he worked better as a heel or babyface?
6: I thought he worked better as a baby face.
0: I did too. I, I really, I almost always prefer people as a heel, but he's one of those rare guys. I think as a baby face, it kind of works. Yeah. yeah, it did. Uh, but I did like when he started coming out with the black glove. I mean, yeah. that was pretty cool. Love the black glove. Uh, Brad says, uh, who are the four horsemen in your eyes? I know three. So he's talking about, you know, Rick Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, the fourth one, is it always, yeah. or when No, it's Oli. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before I started watching 1986 with you and we went just episodically through the whole year, I would have argued that. But now that I've seen it, it's, it's Oli. Of course. You know why? Because Oli
6: did the best promos. Yeah. He was a better speaker. He was a better talker than Barry Windham. He was a better talker than Lex Luger. Yeah. He was. That's why. And you know, there, he was better worker than Luger, not a, not a better worker than Wyndham. Oli's one of those guys that because of his demeanor mm-hmm. that people shit on him, but you need to watch his stuff.
0: Oh, he was so good.
6: Yes. He was, he was, he was great. And you know, in later years, Oli told me the story and I don't know if you know the story or not, but he. In these later years, he regrets the way he, way he treated Vince and Linda.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
6: Yeah, so Vince comes to the TBS studios during the takeover, right? Mm -hmm. And he so he he wanted to extend the hand of friendship to Ole. and Ole says, you know, Oli, and he said, and here's my wife
0: Linda. Yeah, Oli, I want to introduce you to my wife Linda. Mm-hmm. And all his famous line was, mm, You can, you and your wife
6: can both go fuck yourself, something to that effect.
0: Fuck you and fuck her too. Yeah, something like
6: that. And he regretted that.
0: Yeah.
6: um, That's a because, pretty low class deal. Yeah, it is. But that is old school. And that is a guy who, that is a guy who loved the territories, loved the old school, and, and a guy who was, changing the wrestling business
0: well he felt like his livelihood was being taken away from him by this guy right i understand why you would not want to be polite or nice to him but at the same time i don't know man just looking at a uh a husband and saying fuck you and fuck her too like i'm almost okay with the fuck you yeah but we're motherfucking in front of our wives Yeah. that's like man we should i don't know yeah maybe not do that and only regrets that and
6: there's that's a reason why you don't That only wasn't a part of the four horsemen that was inducted into this
0: hall of fame in 2012, by the way. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So, uh, anyway, but only to me is, is what makes up the four horsemen.
0: And we're going to be talking about the Horsemen a little bit next week because we just saw the rock and roll express have a great match. Now we're going to see the midnight express have a great match with Barry Windham and Nikita Koloff. We know that, uh, Barry is eventually going to turn heel Nikita's now the baby face, but I think we all still preferred him probably as a heel, but buddy, there was no better heel than Jim Cornette in that era. And, uh, he's going to bring his voice ready to fight next week, right here on WHW, but Tony right now, it looks like it's about that time.
6: Well, ladies and gentlemen in the ring right now is Tony Schiavone standing ready to do some ring announcing and wait a minute. Uh, the music hits. It is, uh, it is a Barbara Streisand tune. And coming to the ring with her arm in a sling and uh, kind of limping to the ring is Lois Shivani, And she has, oh my God, she has a rolling pin in her left hand. She apparently is going to send, uh, the, apparently, Tony and Lois Berger are going to have a match. Uh, wouldn't you like to see this match? Uh, oh my God, calling the match is uh, Casio Kid and Road Dog. They'll be doing the play
2: by play. And, oh, you didn't know, I would rather take a shit for an hour than watch this match, because we're just out of time. (laughs) We'll see you next week on What Happened When. We come to you each and every Wednesdays on Westwood
6: One slash Cumulus. But on Mondays, and sometimes
0: Tuesdays, we come to you on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And, of course, at freeshows.com. (laughs) What? <laughs>